TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. All right, welcome into the Mark Cox Morning Show. It is the uh, first show of 2024. Hard to believe, uh, but here we are. This is going to be a huge year it's going to be huge 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 uh, lots going on we got Iowa in 13 days and um we've got trials going on and we got supreme court decisions uh coming up and and uh, all of this stuff so we are going to uh keep you up to date on all of that stuff don't you worry including uh we got Gabe Gore coming up the circuit attorney for the city of St. Louis is going to join us live this morning in the eight o'clock hour uh, we are going to talk about uh, uh, with Todd Pyro. We've got David Campbell coming up from the state of Illinois because it, we're officially into day two of the Second Amendment rights of Illinois citizens being severely infringed upon. The last time they tried to take our guns, people got shot. I'm just saying it, it, if they start going door to door in Illinois, it's going to get ugly. I don't think that's going to happen. Don't get me wrong. But as of yesterday, only a paltry number of people had actually registered their weapons. Yeah, fifteen thousand or so. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk more, a little more about that We've got coming up here in just a minute because uh, David Campbell is uh, going to join us uh, to talk about that from over in Effingham County, where they've they've been a sanctuary uh, city and county for gun owners now for uh, a couple of years, and it's never been more important than it is right now. But first, Carl, let's get to our top stories. The Mark Cox Shortlist. When Trump gets to be president, if he does, if you're here illegally, you're going to be deported. There's going to be mass deportation under Donald Trump. Well, uh, yeah, Donald's told us that. Uh, And Lindsay, I I don't know if that was breaking news to you, but it should have happened a long time ago. It didn't happen nearly as much under Trump in his first term as it should have. Listen, there's only two types of Americans, those who live in New York and those who wish they could. We're the lucky ones. We're New Yorkers. Are are you kidding me? Do do you know anybody who would want to live in New York City? Uh, No. No. The the place is a crap hole. Have you been up there lately? I have. Uh, Eric Adams couldn't be more wrong. Well, he's incompetent, and he was 25 years ago, too, if you look at his policies. Uh, but he's grossly incompetent. He's not fit for office. Yeah, maybe the only man who was ever forced to drop out of a presidential primary because of his lying and plagiarism, who still went on to finally get elected president 25 years later, uh, Donald Trump is spot on. 
there is one item for every Foyd card holder, then there are still 2,400,317 individuals in the state of Illinois that still need to register something. <laughs> yeah, there you have it. So we're trying to keep track of, of the gun registration percentages in the state of Illinois this morning. We're going to talk more about this coming up at 735 in 2A Tuesday. But that's the number. January 1st was the deadline. So yesterday morning at 12.01 a.m. is when uh, all of the law-abiding citizens in Illinois were supposed to go tell the government if they owned a scary black rifle that might jump out of their safe at some point and injure someone. But lo and behold, the vast, vast majority of them opted not to do that. No. Can you believe it? Shocking. Now, nobody really knows how many scary black, and they're not all black, rifles. Unfortunately, this ridiculous law, this ban that had been put into place in Illinois, covers a lot of standard hunting weapons. I say scary black rifles because when you mention their their term is assault weapon, I don't accept that. Uh, that's that's the image people get in mind is is a AR style rifle, most of which are black, not all of them. Some of them are camouflage um, because they're a composite material, which is meant to be lighter and easier to carry. It, 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 regardless, we don't know how many there are. Is the point? How many weapons that fall under this category that that have not been registered? We can guess, which is what you heard the guy there, the 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 guy who's uh, whose soundbite I played for you. There is a a guy named William Kirk. He he runs something called the Washington Gun Law TV. Somebody sent me a link to this yesterday, um, and he's trying to keep he's trying to keep track of it. Um. But if you but if you know how many millions of FOID owners there are out there, like you have to have an FOID card to buy a gun in Illinois. So he's going on the assumption that every single person in Illinois has at least one gun that would fall into this category. Right. That, that may not be the case. They, there's a good chance that not all of them own AR-15s. Yeah. But they might own a magazine or something else that would fall in under this ban. Mm-hmm. The the average number of guns owned by people with FOID cards is like 3.14 or 3.5, 3.5, something like that. I don't know how you own a half a weapon, but but you know how statistics are. Uh, let's assume that you can do some simple math and figure out how many weapons there could be per person with that number of FOID card owners, just listen to the logic here of, of uh, William Kirk and, and tell me what you think. How many items might the state of Illinois actually have to run around and gather up? Let's start with the premise that every single 2.4 million Ford card holder has at least one item to register. Here's what the numbers would look like in that case. If you have 2,415,481 Ford card holders and only 15,164 individuals have actually registered an item, if there is one item for every Ford card holder, then there are still 2,400,317 individuals in the state of Illinois that still need to register something. Now <laughs> yeah. It, it could be that outrageous, I right? Mean, what did they expect? 
it's not like people are going to be running over and, and calling state police like, hey, let right. me get this registered. Let's assume for a moment that each of the 2.4 million FOID card owners own three and a half guns, and those three and a half guns all fall under this assault weapons ban. Now, that's a ridiculous statement. I understand that. That would be 8.4 million weapons Mm -hmm. in the state of Illinois. And so far, they've only registered 53,000 of them. Oh, I thought it was 15,000. 15,000 people have... 15,000 people have registered okay. as owning something that was banned. Mm-hmm. But but beyond that, many of them own several. Oh, okay. That so the total number of weapons that have been registered is like 50,000 out of potentially 8.4 million. Or if they only own one apiece, 2.4 million, 50,000 is the, is the mm-hmm. number. Do you think um, that number will change? I mean, the deadline was, was yesterday. No, no but- because now you're... Now you'd be admitting guilt if you went and registered after the fact, mm-hmm. right? Now you'd be admitting, well, I missed the deadline. Maybe they'll come out and say, okay, we're going to give you uh, a four-month grace period. Mm-hmm. Even though you didn't register by the first, if you'll still come out, we won't hold it against you. I we bet won't. you they will do that because really their goal is to get the names of the people and what kinds of weapons they Thank have. You. So I would not be surprised at all if they said, look, there's been a lot going on. We know this is new. Let's go ahead and extend it till February 1st in <laughs> hopes that people, more people will come forward. Here's my recommendation. Don't do it. Take Biden's advice. Be strong. Don't. Yeah, don't just don't. <laughs> Uh, be strong. Take Joe Biden's advice. So, Jill, if there's ever a problem, just walk out on the balcony here. Or walk out, put that double barrel shotgun and fire two blasts outside the house. At which point you're out of ammunition and you'll need to reload. Plus, you might have just killed the neighbor's cat. I mean, that's stupid advice from Joe Biden. Don't don't register your your weapon if you if you haven't done it yet. Just don't do it. I mean, the Supreme Court is coming at some point. They're going to overturn the silliness because your your rights have been infringed in the state of Illinois, no doubt about it. We'll talk more about it at the bottom of the hour there at seven thirty with David Campbell, vice chair of the Effingham County Board. Up next, Hans von Spakovsky is going to join us. Uh, we'll talk more about the. The ballot uh, language in Colorado and Maine and when we think the Supreme Court might get active in this situation. We'll be right back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours. 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. I think it's important to know that we are only here because Donald Trump incited the insurrection. He has created the situation for himself. There is clear language in the Constitution in Section 3 of the 14th Amendment for this exact situation. Uh, I believe he is a threat to democracy, the right to vote in the future stability of this nation. But of course, we'll await to see what the U.S. Supreme Court says. And of course, I will follow whatever order is in place throughout the election. Hans von Spakovsky, you know, the former emperor of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. Hans, uh, happy new year, my friend. How are you? I'm doing just fine. And uh, yeah, happy 2024. Uh, hope you guys are getting ready for being inundated with political ads for oh, the rest of the year. My goodness. Yeah, well, the ad the ad uh, people here at the radio station are very excited about that possibility. <laughs> I'll just have to tell you. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the person you were listening to there was the Colorado Secretary of State. Um, not the main secretary of state who she's clearly let her political ideology overrule her common sense in Colorado. Uh, she has declared that Donald Trump is guilty of insurrection and therefore should not be allowed to be on the Colorado ballot. And she, but she does say that she will honor whatever the Supreme court does. Do you expect them to act this week? Uh, I would hope so. Um, what happened is that last week, while we are all trying to enjoy our Christmas vacations, the Colorado uh, State Republican Committee uh, filed a petition for certiorari with the U.S. Supreme Court. In other words, they filed a request with the Supreme Court asking the court to take up the case on appeal. So, so that request is now before the Supreme Court, and I would think they would want to act on it very, very quickly on an emergency basis because um, the primary elections are coming up quickly all over the country. Tell me how that works, Hans. Um, sometimes it'll be a single justice who will decide if they hear something or not. Other times you get a very quick decision on uh, on the court. How, how do we know what's going to happen here? Well, we don't know what's going to happen, but basically, uh, remember, thousands, literally tens of thousands of appeals get filed with the U.S. Supreme Court each year. They only take between 80 and 90 cases. So the different justices, uh, basically, they take shifts <laughs> of reviewing uh, petitions that come in like this one to decide whether or not uh, the, the court should take it. And there are occasions when, particularly look, on a very controversial appeal like this, that justice is, is going to consult with the, uh, his or her fellow justices, and they will then um, make a decision whether to take up the case. I, I just don't see how they can turn this case down. Uh, with a dozen of these lawsuits going on across the country to remove a presidential candidate, first time in U.S. history that's ever happened, and two states now having having done it, uh, I, I just don't see how they could say no to taking up this appeal. It's vital they take the case 
and they get this issue settled. Hans, I know Trump's representatives are saying that they're going to file an appeal soon so that he can stay on Maine's ballot. I mean, if they rule in favor or I guess overturn this decision in Colorado, essentially that would shut down what's going on in Maine or what has gone on in Maine and any other state trying to do this, right? I mean, that would be the end of it. It, it. it should, yes, particularly if what the court comes out and, and does is say um, Section 3, by its own language, does not apply to Donald Trump because he was never an officer of the, of the United States. If they say Section 3 does, doesn't apply to Trump, that shuts it down everywhere because then you don't even get into the question of whether or not he committed uh, insurrection. And by the way, who is this Colorado Secretary of State who thinks she gets to decide yeah. whether someone is 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 guilty of that? By, by the way, the main Secretary of State who made this decision, think about the glaring, glaring ethical issue and conflict of interest uh, uh, she has by, guess what she was doing in 2020 she was an elector for Joe Biden. Oh, my gosh. So, so she was an elector for Joe Biden. She helped get Joe Biden elected. And now she's making the decision on taking the candidate who, who might be his, his uh, opposition off, off the ballot. That is a irreconcilable conflict of interest. And she just glances over it. No surprise for the former head of the ACLU. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no surprise at all. I mean, here's for, for those of us with a non-legal background. Um, the, the fascinating part of this to me is the Supreme Court would have to rule whether or not you said the third clause. Yeah, section applies. three. Of the section three applies. And without even considering whether or not he was denied due process by being convicted of something he was never even charged with. Well, yeah, that would be an additional ground to do it. Uh, that would be an additional reason for it. In fact, uh, an additional reason could, could very well be that he was charged by this by the U.S. House of Representatives in the impeach, second impeachment resolution, and he was acquitted. Mm-hmm. I keep telling folks that he was acquitted by the U.S. Senate. So if the U.S. Senate acquitted him of insurrection, how can some state court somewhere, how can some secretary of state say, oh, you know, we're just not going to pay any attention to what the U.S. Senate did. I feel like the Secretary of State should have some consequences. Assuming that the Supreme Court overturns this decision, I mean, what a waste of our time. What a headache that they have to deal with now because of her decision. Oh, no, that is absolutely right. And the amount of money being spent on these cases is enormous. But that also tells you, because, as you know, there's been news that's come out about who the people are who are funding these challenges. And these are all uh, Biden, Biden supporters and Biden donors. And so this, this is like an offshoot of the Biden campaign doing this. Wow. Uh, it's, it's a good. Hey, I tell you what, if uh, let, let's get off the politics for a minute. I know you were asked by the folks at Heritage for your your reading recommendations for 2024 for the new year. What'd you come up with, Hans? I came up with um, some fun books and one great historical book. I'll tell you the historical one real quick. It's called The Last Stand of the Tin Can Sailors. And it's about this. It's probably one of the bravest actions by the U.S. Navy ever. It was David versus Goliath, a small 
Navy task force, World War II, um, off, uh, off the Philippines, of some very small, what they call Jeep carriers, yeah. destroyers, destroyer escorts, up against one of the largest armadas of the Japanese Navy. The, the, the U.S. ships were so small, they didn't even have uh, uh, cannons that could get through the armor of the Japanese ships, yet they took them on and caused them to turn around and retreat. It, it's, a, it's a really great book. The Last Stand of the Ten Can Sailors, correct? That's right. Yes, awesome. that's it. Hans, we appreciate you, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds great. Absolutely. Hans von Spakovsky, Senior Legal Fellow there at Heritage. Uh, we'll get to former Senator John Lampin. This is unsustainable. Um, none of our local economies are um, positioned to be able to carry on such a mission. And what we have attempted to do um, is to create structure and some coordination around this, this humanitarian crisis. And unfortunately, uh, the governor of Abbott, the governor of Texas, Governor Abbott, um, is determined to continue to sow seeds of chaos. Chicago's mayor went so far as to call it racist uh, this weekend, that, that Governor Abbott dares to send um, more people of color to Chicago and New York and these other places around the country. Some of them are going to end up here in St. Louis. There's no there's no doubt about it. The border is being flooded with illegal aliens. They're, they are being flooded into this country under the guise of the fact that they're being allowed in legally, which they're not. The Biden administration's bending the rules. Uh, and now, what do you do? Donald Trump's right. When he becomes president... Mass deportations are the only answer, um, and it's going to impact all of us. It's already impacting people in the northern part of Chicago or the northern part of Illinois and Chicago. How long till it gets downstate? We're going to feel it in Missouri as well. We've got former Missouri Senator John Lamping on the phone this morning. John, Happy New Year to you, my friend. Happy 2024 to both you and Kim. Um it's uh, off to a fast start, I think. <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> it's only going to get crazier, too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. What What do you think the impact in 2024? I mean, we we the, the saying is everybody's a border state now, and I understand what that means, but I don't know if Missouri's seen the kind of impact they've seen in some states. No, Missouri has not. It, in, and I think um, it's interesting because, you know, the the, uh, the campaign for governor is well on its way. We have all three of our candidates have been out there for uh, the better part of a year. And and yet you haven't heard from any of them what their plans would be or what the proposals might be around the idea of illegal immigrants uh, being bused to St. Louis City. And I don't think that's far fetched at all. It's, it's I find it interesting when 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 tech obviously we've had maybe as many as seven million illegal immigrants cross the border and looking for a place to stay the vast majority of them are obviously in the border states in arizona and in texas but when the governors from those states bus people up to chicago new york dc um you know there's the the mayors of those cities turn around and begin to complain uh towards those governors and not to the president obviously it's just a matter of time though before if i'm a mayor of chicago what i do is i load up a bus of people in chicago and i bus them to st louis and so uh, what I find interesting is that we have not had that occur yet. That will almost certainly happen in 2024. I think when uh, the presidential campaign really crystallizes come summer, I think 
the illegal in, the invasion of our country is going to be the number one issue. It's the one that's easiest to understand and has polarized large Democratic voting blocs. So Trump's certainly going to run on that. But my question is, what, what's going to happen in Missouri and what are our gubernatorial candidates proposing we do about this issue? And to date, none of them have hardly even talked about it. Yeah, it's it's a good point, you know, and, and I'm going to be live in Jeff City tomorrow in the Capitol Rotunda doing the show live down there. To the best of my knowledge, at, at the, I'm going to have at least two of the three. We're still lining up all of our guests for tomorrow, but I know I've got Bill Eigel and I've got Mike Kehoe uh, on the show tomorrow. Maybe I'll bring that up to him because I think it is going to be an issue for the state of Missouri, how we deal with this. Most certainly. I, you know, I think that they need to be talking about because they're actually going to in all likelihood, they're going to have to deal with it. And, you know, so far what I've liked, I like what Texas has done so far, when, whereby they, um, they proposed, well, they created a state law that says if you cross the, if you enter the country illegally, you break state law and you can be arrested. So we'll see what comes of it. Uh, it is surprising to me. I think that the, um, the candidate that can, that can form and crystallize around a very specific set of ideas I think we'll have a, a, a real big competitive advantage. We'll be curious to see, you know, the, the other side of this is the Chamber of Commerce. Chamber of Commerce in Texas and the Chamber of Commerce in Missouri doesn't want to do anything about uh, what's going on at the border. And so it'll be a, an interesting line that the candidates will have to walk. Yeah. I'm just worried it's too late because I know that, you know, Mayor Tashara Jones is talking about wanting to bring these people over from Chicago. And it, 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 when this, when this, if this happens and they're bussed over here, I mean, what can we do at that point? You know, is it is it a day late and a dollar short at that point? Well, it's going to put tremendous stress on the city services. I mean, we have 290,000 people live in the city of St. Louis. Can you imagine if, if a busload of 100 shows up a day for a month or two and suddenly we have another, you know, 15,000, 20,000 people looking for social services? And, you know, you see the, uh, what it's done to New York and Chicago, and uh, it's filled up old hotels. We've got lots of old hotels that are empty downtown. I guess that'll happen. But, you know, what is Living in the city of St. Louis today is kind of chaotic at best, and you you were to introduce another ten or twenty thousand people looking for shelter, it would be crazy. Um, so, look, we're we're fortunate we haven't experienced it yet. I think big parts of the country haven't experienced it, but now it's only a matter of time. And I look forward to seeing what you know our candidates propose uh, how we solve this problem. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Well, the, on on the bright side, um, at Camp Tish, which is down here by the Criminal Courts Building. They have expanded their camping options because when Kim and I drove by this morning by the homeless camp down here, uh, one of them had a roaring fire going outside of his tent, and nobody seemed concerned about it. Well, maybe he's just a Michigan fan celebrating their win last night. <laughs> oh, you know, I hadn't even talked about that yet. Yeah, no kidding. Michigan over Alabama, which was a bummer for my nephews, for sure, who both go to school there. And then, of course, Washington beat Texas. I didn't mind that one as much because uh, – I did, Texas kind of irritates me. Hey, you know, quickly before we go, earlier you guys were talking about um, all this nuisance tipping that uh, fast food takeout restaurants try to, you know, uh, guilt us or shame us into doing. Um, a few months ago, uh, I, my wife and I switched over to work. We pay cash for everything, and this is the perfect solution for that circumstance. When you when you pay cash, first of all, the cashier has a hard time making change these right, days. Right. And when they do make the change, you have change. And, you know, uh, up until most recently, I was fine putting, you know, the change into a tip jar. Well, now more and more of these places don't even have tip jars because they're getting their 15 or 20% the easy way. So I recommend what you do with these fast food places, just paying cash. 
and that problem will go away. That's, that's a, a good point. Fantastic idea. Yeah. I do. They still have a tip box at uh, Breadco. They still have a little. Well, then you, get, you, then you give them the in. thirty-seven cents change you have, and you, know, you don't feel <laughs> bad pennies. about it, and they can't say you didn't tip. What do they say? Always appreciated, never expected. I'm like, no, I think it's expected at this point. You yeah, when they're giving that, but... you uh, round percentages and and uh, and making it easy for you. So yeah, just go go all cash. And besides, then the government doesn't know what you're buying, which is uh, which is one of the motivating factors that we switched over to all cash. So what do you think? Speaking of that, this this digital currency that they keep talking about, if I, here's what I here's my biggest concern. If we lose control of uh, one or the other House of Congress and we don't regain the presidency this next time around, there is an effort in this country, even on behalf of some people who call themselves Republicans, to go to this digital central currency. That scares the hell out of me, John. As it should. Um, that will be, that's the end game. I think you'll see it happen in uh, a Europe, the European Union first. Because they have, you know, they have uh, they have super majorities that think that that's a good idea. Uh, what's good news about this presidential cycle is that uh, it'd be it'd be pretty shocking if we didn't take the Senate more or less, um, at least have a, 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 you know, what do you call it, a, a less than super majority. So, so uh, yeah, that's a really big problem, Mark. That's uh, that's uh, that's what goes on in China now. And in China, when you go, uh, it's all based on your social credit score, which is, you know, either doing what the government wants you to do or not do. And you can be shut off completely from from travel, from buying anything, airline tickets, anything. Uh, and, and that day will come uh, if if we let it come. Uh, but I think you'll see it happen first in the European Union. And it's a really horrible thing. And it's just another reason why you should be not only spending cash, you might be hoarding cash uh, <laughs> because that's the last thing you want is to be uh, to, to have the government tell you what you can and can't do. They'll probably mandate that you tipped, but just at the liberal <laughs> fast food restaurants, you know, you probably they won't let you tip at Chick-fil-A. And then on top of that, they're like, would you like to donate five dollars to this this charity? I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's just crazy everywhere. Yeah, they're just trying to shame you as many, as many ways as they can, and and sadly, uh, a significant percent of the population falls right in line as as you would expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. But uh, John Lampig, thank you, my friend. We always appreciate appreciate having you on. Great, have a good week. Yep, talk to you soon. Uh, former Senator Lamping there, and like I said, we'll be down in Jeff City tomorrow, uh, asking some questions to at least two. I know of the uh, of the three candidates for. Uh, governor this year so we'll have a good opportunity be sure and tune in tomorrow morning we're back within other news in just a minute we're going to give away some tickets to the winter warm-up for the cardinals in the next hour stay tuned what's happening so you know the you know the thing what the hell is going on in other news Actor Tom Wilkinson, um, he was a British Oscar-nominated actor, known for the full Monty as well as Michael Clayton and the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, has passed away at the age of 75. He's one of those guys you will see and not know his name. He's been in a lot of movies, and you would look at him and be like, I know that guy, I don't know his name. Mm. But Mm. he was also, um, he was nominated for an Oscar. Two Oscars. Well, I'm getting there. For uh, 2001's In the Bedroom, um, it was a, f- a family drama. Never seen it. I'm sure Carl has. It's uh, very disturbing. And <laughs> I, uh, he was also nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Michael Clayton in 2007. He was George Clooney's um, like boss. He was a bad <laughs> dude. What did he die from? Only 75? It didn't say. Hmm. It did not report what he passed away from. Hmm. I remember him from Batman Begins. He was the mob boss. 
That's like the first movie that came to mind when I saw yeah. him. Yeah, I recognize the face, but yeah, not the name. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it looks like singer-songwriter Zach Brown's uh, New Year is off to a bad start, as him and his wife, Kelly, uh, hope I pronounce this right, Yazdi, have announced that they're separating and are going to get divorced after being married for only one year. Zach Brown band? Zach Brown band. That's the lead too singer, bad. Zach Brown. Well, he did beat Kim Kardashian's marriage, which was what, 60 days? Yeah, I think Is that so. all? Yeah, one of her. Uh, I think one of her marriages. Hasn't she been married multiple times? Yeah, done. I lose track. Vows mean nothing to some people. Yeah, nothing. Uh, White Sox legend Frank Thomas is having a bad year. He woke up to find out that he was dead. Um, it appears that he was in an in memoriam from Fox News, <laughs> which included him. It said Frank Thomas, 1968 and 2023. So he went to social media and said, "Ladies and gentlemen." I'm very sorry my ex-employer, Fox, would be this irresponsible on national television this morning. He said, yes, I'm still alive and I'm doing very well. Wow. Reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated. Apparently. Wow. Could you imagine that? What would you, like, your family would freak out, wouldn't they? I know, right? I'm sorry, I should laugh, but I'm like, (laughs) what is going on? Uh, Walmart is expanding the ways in which its customers can buy now and pay later. The retail has partnered with installment payment platform Affirm to offer customer pay overtime options when they use the self checkout kiosk at more than 450 <laughs> stores. So basically, you can go in and they'll put you on a payment plan. You can get a three, six, or 12 month um, installments with 30% interest. It says there That's is no hidden fees or late fees. Mm. The users will never pay a dollar more than what they agree to. People are going to buy now, pay never. That's what that's going to turn into. I was wondering that. And they're giving you up. You can finance up to four thousand dollars. There's no way there's not Where? some stupid high Walmart. interest rate at Walmart. Walmart. You know, you're you're torn by this because I mean, I went to the grocery store the other day and I had what two bags and it cost sixty five dollars and I thought this is outrageous. And I know people go to Walmart just trying to save money and probably on groceries as well. But oh, when you set up those payment plans, when you're paying forever for two weeks ago grocery, that it, oh, it's just depressing. Right. Yeah, when you've already eaten it and enjoyed it, and yeah. then you're like, oh, now I'm paying for this uh, a month later? There, yeah, there's no way. I'm with you, Sue. I, I went grocery shopping this weekend. What normally would have been probably a $250 cart was $300, right? Yeah. And if I, was, if I had to finance that... Oh. I've got to go spend another 300 next weekend, yeah. and I'm still paying for the food that's gone or been thrown away, one yep. of the two. Yep. I can I, see people depressing. having issues paying that off. Wow. Or I'm like you, or people are, have these credit cards that maybe aren't theirs, sign up for this, and you've never seen it again. Mm-hmm. I mean. Well, you can always elect somebody who will just erase all that debt for you. That'd be nice. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, The New York Times has filed a civil lawsuit against OpenAI and Microsoft and Federal District Court of Manhattan, claiming that the technology companies used the newspaper's content to train its artificial intelligence, breaching copyright protection. So I guess that's how they're training uh, OpenAI to know what it knows, which is kind of illegal. Yeah, but also if you type certain stuff in and see that it's leaning left or is it maybe that's why. Yeah, but is it? I mean, it's. it's yeah, I don't know. The, it's, you it's looked the news, up yourself. It's the newspaper of record. I mean, it, if you want to call yourself that, if it, I mean, it, it, it it's going to have to get current event information from somewhere. Who's to say that's where it came from? Do they have proof? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, it doesn't I say. The Mark, time, well, that's was, why they're suing. Right. Yours was very fair, Mark. When you Google, you put I, yourself in there. I, I thought so. I was yeah. surprised. 
for sure. Um, the world's population is set to top 8 billion as we head into 2024, according to the United States Census Bureau. The global population increased by 75 million over the past year, a growth rate of just under 1%. Now, the projected world population on January 1st is supposed to be 8,019,876,000. And during 2024, all over the world, you're going to get 4.3 births and two deaths are expected worldwide every second. Wow. Which is kind of crazy. And in the U.S., it looks like you're going to have a birth every nine seconds and a death every 9.5 seconds. I mean, more and more people I talk to, including at the hotel I stayed at in Nashville, when you ask them if they want kids, they say no. That's a very common the US answer I get. The U.S. birth rate has dropped precipitously. Well, some the, of them are yeah. celebrating. I, I know I've yeah. brought this up before, but what's her face? Um, the Prince Harry and uh, Meghan, Meghan Markle. Markle. Thank you. They were, like, celebrated for only having two children. Like, that's where we're at. That's the, that's the China strategy, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I think they do that in China. Wow. And uh, my final one, uh, one of the most widely used brands of asthma inhalers will be going off the market in the new year. Starting January 1st, it's called GlaxoSmithKline. They're going to discontinue manufacturing um, branded. It's Flovent HV, or HFA and Flovent Discus inhalers. Um, they're going to be replaced by generics. The only problem is, is now you're going to need a new prescription and they're saying, uh, some insurance companies are not going to cover it. So if you are using these, welcome to the new year, you might be screwed. Wow. I wonder why didn't, why suddenly insurance wouldn't cover it? Uh, they said the new policy that eliminates the Medicare rebate cap is prompting pharmaceutical companies to replace the branded medications with authorized generics. Huh? Gosh. There you have it. <laughs> Breathe easy in 2024, please. All right, coming up, we'll talk to Todd Pyro in uh, 2A Tuesday. Plus, we might give away some winter warm-up tickets. Stay tuned. Get more at 971talk.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.